ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, July 17th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We got a lot to get into today from Conference USA. We've got the preseason media poll to talk about. Also, we've got the Conference USA schedule for basketball. I'll tell you where the Thundering Herd's going to go and when. We'll break all of that down later on this hour, and we'll get your phone calls in as well at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But we want to begin this evening with Andy Fisher, who's joining us in studio now. You might know him as the Senior Vice President and Branch Director of RBC Wealth Management. He's also a past chair of Commerce member, or chair, actually past chair of the Commerce and, and you are a busy man because you are heading up Greater Huntington Walks, which is a wellness initiative in the area. And I'm going to let you explain more about that. You've got some big goals for this project. Well, Paul, we do. And actually, this kind of started uh, this last winter, January, February time frame. And the city of Huntington for the last year has kind of been under fire with a lot of negative headlines. And um, uh, be it as it may, um, it has really cast a bad cloud over our city for perception of what we are seeing on the outside. And it came to light to me uh, at the end of January. Um, I had some auditors in doing their audit work in our office, and they were from uh, New York, New Jersey area. Um, and their second question to me was, how is all these how are all these problems affecting you and your business and so it kind of took me back and i said it doesn't we're not involved in anything and we don't have any problems here and they said well what we've read and what we've seen you know we are, have some concerns and and um so anyway led to nothing from our office but that is the perception, and they were actually scared to walk down the street to go to, to lunch. Um, you know, they had reservations about the, the whole area, and it was from what they had read and seen prior to coming in. I know we had the movie Heroin that was up for an Academy Award and wonderful things that are being done by the three women featured on there. But that movie really cast a, a bad light for, for us. And, um, you know, I don't know what to do, but I just, I'm a, uh, born and raised here in Huntington. I uh, got my education all the way through the public school and Marshall University um, and raised my family here. And um, I said, we got to do something. And I don't know what. Um, we need to bring the community together. And so I sat down one night at my kitchen table and I wrote out five pages on a legal pad and I'd always thought about getting a walking group together and incentives and things. And so I put that together and called my friend Dave Shields over at St. Mary's Medical Center and said, Dave, I've got an idea I want to share with you. He came down to my office. Um, within 10 minutes, he goes, this is something I think we want to be involved in. And I said, well, great. I said, do you have a problem with me sharing it with Campbell Huntington Hospital? He goes, no. He goes, we need to work together. And um, so I did with Bradley Burke at uh, Cabell. Within five minutes, he said, we're in. And then I went to Bill Bissett, um, who's over the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, and he says, we want to be involved. So I got all three of them together um, and came up with a plan. And 
the hospitals agreed to help in bringing this to fruition. Without them, this probably would not have happened because they want to see a healthy community. We all want to see a healthy community. And you have to understand, um, without, uh, you know, with the way we were being perceived, it doesn't, you know, go well with employers looking to locate in our city if there's not healthy employees to hire. Um, so there is a business impact. There is a, uh, something to be said about having, you know, good positive health. So we moved forward and we came up with an idea to get everyone involved and we want the whole community. There's no cost to anyone to participate in this program. Um, and you can register online through uh, greaterhuntingtonwalks.com on Facebook under the Greater Huntington Walks Facebook page. There's a mobile app to track. Um, we had expectations and we calculated what we needed to have and our expectations coming into today's launch because we want to walk to the moon uh, was to have maybe 50 people show up for our launch and have 200 to 250 people signed up with a goal of getting 750 to a thousand people well paul we had over 300 people show up downtown today for the launch and the walk we have over 900 people approaching 1,000 people already signed up uh, for the program. We're going to reach that goal pretty quick, and we may go to the moon and come back before the end of the year, but we got to get to the moon first. So no problem getting people involved. That's going to be my next question. How do you get people involved to be a part of this? Well, we have kind of gone uh, to the businesses. I spoke to the uh, Huntington Chamber Mayor Williams uh, was ecstatic about this, and, and after meeting with him, he brought in about 20 different agencies that we met with and talked to them, and they went out and got people excited. Um, and so we have kind of taken a slow approach with this, but to get involved at this point, whether you sign up today or last week or next week or a month from now, you can be a part of this. Um, and again, you go to greaterhuntingtonwalks.com, register, and you can be a part of a team. And I would encourage Kindred Communications here to have their team and, and everyone that works here and listeners uh, to be a part of the Kindred Communications team. And we're going to compete against each other. Right now, there's over 90 teams that have signed up. Um, I mean, it's exceeded all of our expectations. We've been just kind of blown away with the excitement that people, people want positive things. We have a vision of one day being one of the most healthy cities in the United States. We have been cast as one of the most unhealthy. We've been cast as the most obese. Um, that has to change. And it can and it will, but we all have to do it together. We all have a piece. And so I know that if I sat back and did nothing, then, you know, from my standpoint, nothing's going to change. And if I try to do something, and I don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh, but again, not doing anything means nothing. And there are so many people. We have the My Huntington uh, uh, program that just started here in the last 10 days. And this is kind of part of that. I mean, 
we have so many people wanting to do positive things and make positive changes to Huntington because we are a vibrant, we are an active, we are a community. We just need to get the word out. Now, how do you get the people who maybe – I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are about the positive aspect of this. They're going to be right there with you. But you're trying to go beyond that. How do you go beyond the people who maybe are going to be automatically excited for this, always on board with whatever is positive for Huntington, and maybe those who aren't bought in? You know the I'm talking about. Just someone who, I don't know, I don't think that's going to really do anything. Okay, so I'm walking. I mean, how do, how do you explain it, or how do you get someone who might not automatically be energized for something like this to be a part of it? Well, Paul— we do want to change some attitudes, but we know that we can't change everybody. Um, you know, we have a choice every day when we wake up what kind of attitude we want to bring to the day. And there are people out there that you're just not going to be able to change. They wake up the same way every day, and it's going to be an awful and, and day. So we are trying to attract those that, that do want to help, and typically good attitudes spread. You know, people kind of congregate among people of their kind, and when you are happy, when you have an attitude of wanting to do something, it kind of attracts those that also want to do it. And so we open our arms up to those that want to help and be like-minded. We're going to have some community planned here over the next six months to bring everyone together. We encourage neighborhoods to walk on, you know, put their own walks together we want to see the streets of Huntington taken back by our residents of Huntington, West Virginia, where there is no fear. There is no, you know, skepticism about being able to go off your front porch, off your couch, and get out and walk your neighborhood and let your kids play. You know, it is different than what it was 40, 50 years ago when I grew up. But we've allowed that to happen. Um, that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, try to make an effort to, to change. Because I think when you have an active community, you kind of flush out those that are trying to bring you down. You mentioned going out, being part of the community. I'm sure there's still those who maybe just feel like, okay, this is a great idea, but how is me walking going to maybe take back the street? Okay. How, how does the, how, yeah, how do you go about that? Well, first of all, we have know that exercise makes people better. Um, exercise makes you healthier. It makes you want to do more. Paul, for me personally, this started 75 pounds ago for me. Um, I lost 75 pounds from April a year ago to August of last year. I was looking a knee replacement in the face for last fall. Um, losing the weight created a whole different world for me. I no longer need that knee replacement today. I've pushed it out. It didn't fix my knee, but it did push it out. And I know what it has done for me attitude-wise I know what it's done in sharing my story, and my wife lost 60 pounds, and she actually quit her job. She was an assistant principal at a high school and went full-time helping people as a health coach and trying to change lives. And as you do this, you create an attitude of positivity, and it spreads, and people want 
to do things. You want to get out. I've There's things that I've done in the last year that I never thought uh, that I'd ever do, from swimming with dolphins to riding bikes to hiking, you name it. I didn't do those things prior to a year ago. Andy Fisher is joining us on the program. Greater Huntington Walks is the program, and trying to walk to the moon, possibly walk back, and really create a positive image for Huntington. And what do you think the ultimate goal is going to be here? Is it to get people healthy, make people from the outside think Huntington's a great place? You know, what do you hope at the end of the day, what's going to be the tangible results? Well, first of all, the goal is to walk to the moon. It's 238,900 miles. And we know that if we have 750 active people walking two miles a day, we can get there in about three and a half to four months. Well, we have over 900 signed up, plus we have a lot more. The Cabell County Board of Education, Marshall University, when those students come back, they are committed to get them signed up and get those schools signed up. So we're going to be able to do more. You know, the goal here is to create a positive, you know, attitude, to create to the outside world that we have achievable goals and we don't we want to not just stop at the moon we want to go further but we have to you know get there first and then we have ideas of where we want to go after that Um, so we think it's unlimited and in doing this if we can get people healthy if we can get people that haven't normally been doing any movement or exercise out there and they start feeling better and start doing other things, it does spread. It does, you know, you you do things when you feel better. And so walking is a healthy exercise that everyone can do. Um, One thing with this program though, If you're an extreme exercise maniac and you like running, you know, five, ten miles a day or longer doing marathons, you can do that. If you like yoga, you can do that and log that time that you do yoga into this program and it'll convert it to the steps. Um, Those that are disabled um, and confined to a wheelchair and, you know, they exercise too, that can be measured swimming, um, uh, you know, any type of aerobic exercise can be converted, and it's all done within this program. Joining us on the program, Andy Fisher. The program is Greater Huntington Walks. The website, again, is uh, a pretty cool website. And uh, what's the address, and what can people expect when they get there? Uh, GreaterHuntingtonWalks.com. When you first get there, go to the right-hand side to register. So you put a username and your password. If you want to join a team, there's 90-some teams. Some are private, some are open to the public. You can create your own team if you want. And so um, you can compete against other people. You can measure yourself as to what other people are doing. Um, We need to do about 9,000 steps a day based upon the number of people there to get to the moon. Um, And the more people that join, the less steps you have to do. But... um, Today's been a pretty busy day for me uh, with the launch of this, and I think coming over here today, I had a little over 12,000 steps, um, uh, but there's some people out there, when we did a trial run of this back in March, um, I had a couple of uh, uh, youngsters, teenagers that were elite dancers, 
they were doing 30 to 40,000 steps a day. So um, it can be done. Any fishers are guests. It's Greater Huntington Walks. You can go to the website, greaterhuntingtonwalks.com, for more info. Andy, thanks for joining us. Uh, next time you come in, we'll talk a little baseball. How's that? Paul, I'd love to. Uh, you know, the Reds, as you know, are my team, so I'd love to get into that. And hopefully by the time we get back together, we're closer to 500. Don't forget, we're a pirate station, too, so we're kind of rooting for the pirates as well over here. So we, uh, we got to work that Oh, that, would, that makes it fun. That's the whole idea. <laughs> we're, it makes it fun. Andy, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck with the program. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you having me. We'll take our first break. When we come back, let's get into what happened today with Conference USA. The preseason media poll is out also. The conference basketball schedule for the men. We'll talk about both when we continue on today's edition of The Drive. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's the Tuesday edition. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a lot to get into from Conference USA. We've got the conference schedule for basketball. We also have the preseason media poll. That is out today. Now, I'm going to run down both the East and West, and we'll break it down just a little bit. First of all, East Division, Florida Atlantic with 22 votes, first place votes. They are the first team. They're top dog. Everyone thinks that Florida Atlantic is going to finish on the top of the East Division. Now, Marshall came in second. Marshall got four first place votes. So there are a few out there that think, you know what, maybe the Thundering Herd is going to be the team this year in the East Division. So that's pretty much what I expected. Middle Tennessee comes in third. FIU is in fourth. And then you've got Western Kentucky fifth. Old Dominion 6th, and you've got Charlotte at 7th. That's pretty much what I was thinking yesterday. If I would have voted, if I would just sat down finally and said, okay, I'm going to put pen to paper, here's what it is, I probably would have voted this way. I'm still sure that Marshall can beat Florida Atlantic in Huntington. So maybe I would have flipped 1 and 2 just because I'm pretty sure Florida Atlantic comes into Huntington this year, Marshall wins. Now, the West Division, I was having some problems trying to figure out what I would do, where I think the votes would have came from. It was all over the place. West Division looks like this. North Texas got 18 first-place votes, and they end up as the number one pick. So your Conference USA Championship game, if this plays out, is going to be Florida Atlantic versus North Texas. So we'll have a rematch. Coming in second, a little higher than what I thought, is Louisiana Tech. They come in... At number two, they got four first-place votes. Then UAB, three first-place votes, and they come in third. Southern Miss, they come in fourth, and they've got one first-place vote to their tally. Then at fifth, it's UTSA. I I don't know where to put UTSA. I like UTSA. I really think they're going to be a team to contend with when it's all said and done. But they come in fifth. That's some good bulletin board material for them. And then... Rice and UTEP both tie for six. So that's where the media, the voting media, think that Conference USA is going to finish up. East Division, Florida Atlantic, West Division, North Texas, Marshall getting the second place nod in the East, Louisiana Tech getting the second place nod in the West. Well, I can see with the East Division, Florida Atlantic's on top until someone knocks them off. They're the kings of the division right now. 
they're going to try to win back-to-back conference USA championships. They're going to be in a good position to do that. They've got the nation's second-longest winning streak at 10 games. They've got 15 starters on offense and defense. Everyone's talking about Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is a pretty good running back, so a lot of people are talking about him. Here's a guy that ran for almost 2,000 yards, led the nation with Conference USA record, 33 touchdowns, 32 of them were rushing. And he became the first FAU player to be named an Associate Press All-American. Got third-team honors, but a lot of people were high on him coming back. I think Marshall still is going to be the dark horse for Florida Atlantic. Because you've got Tyree Brady, who I think is going to catch an amazing amount of balls this year. Anything that's going to be thrown at him has a good chance of being caught. So I'm looking for Tyree Brady to have a good season. And I'm looking for good stuff out of Chase Hancock. I'm looking for good stuff out of uh, a lot of the Thundering Herd players that maybe didn't make the list here. For example, Ryan B. Still, in my mind, underrated. I think it was Ryan Yurichek on Twitter today pretty much politely thought that it was nonsense that Ryan B. was not selected, that Ryan B. didn't get any love, get any attention. And I'm on board with that. I completely agree with him. So I look for Ryan B. to make himself known. I don't think this is one of those where he's a diva or I'm I'm so good, why aren't they picking me? I think that's just a guy that's going out there working himself to death. He's busting his tail. He comes out and forgives you everything he has. And he's not getting any recognition. So how do you get recognition? You just go get it. You go get it. For a lot of people. And what do I mean by that? Okay, you don't think Elmore's the guy? Elmore will just go out in the conference championship. He'll show you he's the guy. I think you're going to see that from a few Marshall football players. Now, yesterday they got a good mix of guys on the preseason team. And that's great. But I don't put too much stock in this preseason team. It's a nice conversation piece. Players are going to see this. Maybe some of them are going to go, oh, okay. Is that where you think about? Uh, I'm more concerned about postseason and actual performance. But at the same time, I'll use whatever trick I can. If a player gets motivated because he feels a slight, and you know what? Fans, you guys help with that because you remind them sometimes, hey, you should have been on that list. Just go ahead. Keep doing that. Keep making these guys feel like, okay, I got something to prove. We'll see what happens. So I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to see where this actually ends up. So that's where the breakdown is. Do you think it's fair? I think that's a fair, at least in the East Division, I don't even know what to make of the West Division, but I think in the East Division, that's pretty fair. That's pretty close to actual reality in my mind and that's probably how I would have voted Western Kentucky how the mighty have fallen they're fifth didn't get anybody on the preseason team yesterday and then they fall to fifth and I kind of saw that coming I figured the way they were represented or not represented on the preseason list that they couldn't go any higher than five Old Dominion and Charlotte I think Western's still probably better than those two schools. Charlotte's definitely a seven. I don't see where Charlotte digs out of the hole. They're trying. 
give them credit. They're trying. And Old Dominion, I just don't know if Old Dominion can get their way past the big three right now, which is Florida, Atlantic, Marshall, and Middle. And then you got to give FIU credit. But I could also get on board with flipping Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. I could see Western Kentucky finishing sixth and Old Dominion possibly a five. FIU is going to be hard to get. Middle's going to be tough. Marshall definitely, if things play out, it's going to be tough. And Florida Atlantic, they're still the top dog. I could see that, though. I might flip an Old Dominion Western Kentucky a little bit, but Old Dominion could probably give FIU a run. Western Kentucky, I I don't think they're going to make a run this year. They're not the Western Kentucky of old, and that wasn't that long ago. Now with the West Division, as I mentioned, I like UTSA. I really think UTSA is going to be in the mix with North Texas, UAB, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss. But it could be just a matter of the West is pretty deep as well. Rice and UTEP, I'm not going to figure them to be a factor. But I think UTSA could improve their lot. They could possibly go to a four spot maybe. Uh, I like UAB where they're at. I could see UAB moving up a little bit. And the same thing with North Texas with Florida Atlantic. Until somebody knocks them off, they're the defending kings of the West. They're the best of the West. And I can see that. Um, But there is some division here, just a little bit more. It wasn't almost unanimous the way it was with Florida Atlantic getting 22 and Marshall getting four first-place votes. I mean, it was spread out a little bit. Still, for the most part, people voting thought North Texas was going to be the best. But Louisiana Tech getting four, UAB getting three, and Southern Miss getting one first-place vote. That means there are some other people who are not necessarily thinking that North Texas is going to be the top team in the West Division. So I think that's fair for the most part with the East Division, West Division. Throw a dartboard, and as long as it doesn't fall on Rice or UTEP, I think you're pretty good. you got a safe pick, whatever the case may be. We'll talk about the Marshall Conference USA basketball schedule when we come back. We'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Conference USA basketball schedules out. We know the non-conference slate. We now know the teams and what order Thunder and Hare is going to face. And, of course, as you know, Conference USA has got the new format of the schedule because after the conference schedule is complete, they've got more games to play as they're going to put everybody in pods. So Marshall is going to be playing on the road to start the Conference USA season. January 3rd, they're going to be at Old Dominion. Then they're going to be at Charlotte. Now, They've got the three-game homestand. It's a Saturday, Thursday, Saturday because they're going to have a weekend between Charlotte and Western Kentucky, and Western Kentucky will open up the home slate. That's Marshall's travel partner. So January 12th, it's going to be Western Kentucky at the Henderson Center, then followed by the Thursday contest with Florida Atlantic on the 17th, and then they've got FIU on the 19th. After that, three-game road trip. 
Monday on the 21st, they're going to take on Western Kentucky again, the return game for the travel partner. And then Thursday, it'll be Louisiana Tech, January 24th. And then on the 26th, this Saturday, they'll take on Southern Miss on the road. Come back to Huntington for the Thursday-Saturday duo of UTEP on the 31st. And then on February 2nd, they're going to be playing UTSA. Now, Thursday, Saturday on the road in February on the 7th and 9th, they'll be at North Texas on the 7th and then on the 9th at Rice. Now, if you've got a girl or guy who isn't into sports as much as you are, you got some problems. Because on February 14th, the Valentine Day, the most holy day of year for some, Thundering Herd is going to be playing UAB at the Henderson Center. So if your idea of a romantic time with your significant other is Marshall basketball, you are set. If Marshall basketball is not your significant other's idea of a romantic time, let me know. We'll do something with your tickets. Saturday, the 16th, Thundering Herd takes on Middle Tennessee. Now, we're getting closer to the end here. And that means the five games that are TBDs. Don't know when the schedule will be complete, but it will be solid sometime after the 16th because the dates are already locked in. Saturday, February 23rd, Wednesday, February 27th, Saturday, March 2nd, Wednesday, March 6th, and Saturday, March 9th. Those are all to be determined. And we don't know yet how it's going to shake out because it's going to be determined under the new format. And it's you don't know the format, you don't understand it yet. 14 programs will play once and the travel partner twice in the first seven weeks of the conference season. At the conclusion of the seven weeks, teams are going to be placed in one of three groups based on conference standings through the first 14 games of league action. The teams will be divided into two groups of five, one through five and six through ten, and a group of four, 11 through 14. During the final three weeks, teams will play within the respective grouping for the last four games of conference play, home and away, within the groups will be determined by a preset formula. And here's how it ranks out. After all games have been played, the top 12 teams based on final league standings will be seeded in the conference tournament. Teams will be guaranteed seeding within their respective group. For example, if a program lands in the second group 6-10, to 10, it will seed no higher than 6 and no lower than 10 in the tournament field. Simple, right? You want to be in the top five because that means you're guaranteed of top five slot. If you are six through ten, you can't go to the bottom. You can't move up to the first group, but you can't go to the bottom. And then if you're in the bottom group, 11 through 14, you got some work to do, but you got a chance. And that's, I think, interesting to say the least because now – Those teams on the bottom, they've got something to work for. They've got an opportunity to improve their destiny or get themselves into the final slots. So in that sense, I'm okay with that. 
And I like it because you've got an opportunity for teams that are on the bottom. You've got something to play for now. There's a reason to keep coming to the gym. Instead of playing the string out, you've got an opportunity to maybe, if you're within a game of each other or two, you got an opportunity to work your way into one of those final slots. And the same goes with these other slots is if you're a six, you got to hang on to it. So you better come to the gym prepared. And if you're not a six, you are maybe an eight, nine, you're 10. You've got an opportunity to really improve your seating. So you can come to the gym knowing that we're not going to get hurt by this. But at the same time, we really have an opportunity to up our game. And if you're the number one team when it's all said and done, you've done something. You really have earned your stripes. But the other teams are going to be truly tested as well early on before you get to the tournament. But if Marshall, say, is a five, Marshall has an opportunity to work its way to maybe a one or a two, work its way up. And if Marshall's a one, Marshall better come with everything and hang on because the other teams that are right behind them are going to be gunning for that one spot or if Marshall's in between, they definitely can go up, they can go down. So there's so many dynamics here. It's interesting in a way because everybody's going to come to play. If you're not coming to play, you don't deserve to be playing because you're playing for something. You're always playing for something, but after a certain point, if you know you're not getting in the tournament, it might not be turning in your best performance or you might be, all right, we're, um, we're pretty good here. Um, we're going to cruise. Can't do that. You don't do that anyway, but if you're looking at your schedule thinking, all right, we're, we're good here. The last part of our schedule is going to be pretty weak. No, not anymore. You're going to be taking on the better teams in Conference USA if you're in the upper echelon. If you're in the middle echelon, you're going to be scrapping with almost like teams. So the good news for you is you don't have to battle the top teams. The bad news for you is you don't have to deal with um, well the opportunity to fall really far because you're playing the teams that are in the same pod as you. Now that's the risk-reward here. I can improve my standing. I'm not going to fall out, but I can improve my standing. I'm not going to leave my pot. And the bottom teams definitely have an opportunity to improve their lot and make sure that they make the conference tournament. We'll see how it looks. I hope it works. I don't know if it's going to work. The committee might look at this and go, hey, that's really neat. That's cool. Um, no, we're still dropping only one bid your way. Does this turn Conference USA into a two-bid league? That's what Conference USA is hoping, that it improves the resume. But if you're looking at the resume, if Marshall and Western Kentucky and, say, Middle, those are your top three teams, and they're playing each other and, and they're mixing it up, does the committee go, wow, they, they really – up their RPI there by playing each other a different time? Or do they still look at, okay, um, well, you didn't do so hot in the non-conference. You played a stronger schedule towards the end, but you didn't do so hot here. After all, Conference USA probably deserved two bids. Didn't get it. And we've seen in years past where teams with higher RPI – get excluded. Teams without 
a bid to the big dance sitting there on Selection Sunday with a higher RPI than a lot of teams that got in. So what's the RPI? Is the RPI the ultimate test for some committee members? Maybe not so much. You know, the eyeball test comes into play sometimes. And, yeah, all right, that's just another way of saying um, I don't think that Marshall or this team is as strong as this power team, even though Marshall or Middle or Western, they might have a better record, even though Marshall, Middle, Western Kentucky, they might have a better RPI. They don't pass the eyeball test because they, they beat up on Marshall and Western Kentucky and Middle. Yeah, those are wins there. They, they got their wins there. It's never going to be easy. It's not going to be fair. That's why you got to win your conference tournament. You won in the dance. You win your conference tournament. And then you do things like get in, win a game, and then get to the next round and maybe win a game. You start doing that on a regular basis, then you're going to get more attention. People are going to pay more attention to you, know your program more, give you more of a consideration. That's what's going to have to happen. Conference USA is going to have to continue to win in the NCAA tournament and maybe get to the round of 32 more, get to the round of 16 a few times. Work that angle. Make sure that you're winning and you're being seen in Conference USA. And definitely, if you make the NCAA tournament, make sure when you get there, you don't just show up, take your pretty nice shirt you get, from Nike, and go home after the first day. That's my best advice. That's the advice every coach is probably thinking. Oh, great. Yeah, thanks, Sherlock. All right, quick timeout. We come back. We're going to wrap this one up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Great show today, and if you missed any part of today's show, you want to go back and listen to it again, all you have to do is find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. Uh, You can find us on our website at wrvc.com. You can also get us by downloading the Anchor app. But if you're an Apple guy, you get an iPhone, go through iTunes. We really appreciate it. Subscribe to us. You'll get the show every day. It'll be sent to you. Really do appreciate it, and uh, thanks for uh, checking us out today. And going to be back tomorrow and Thursday. Programming note, not here on Friday. Just want to get you started now to thinking about that. Uh, we've got Little League Baseball coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, we're going to be covering in Huntington the Little League Tournament. CK is a participant, so we're going to cover their games. And the first game is going to be over in our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Also, we're going to cover Barbersville. Barbersville's pretty good, so we're going to be covering Barbersville a lot. And those games will be right here, including the games that don't conflict with Barbersville, and those are the CK games, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And they're also going to be streaming the audio. You can listen to it that way. And for the complete tournament, the Little League tournament itself, we're going to stream those games on our Facebook page. So if you would, you can find us at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're on Facebook. Uh, You might have to type in ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. Find us, like the page, and then you can watch the entire Little League tournament that's taking place here in Huntington. You can watch that on your computer or 
wherever you get Facebook. So we'll be streaming those games as well. So there's going to be video. We'll have audio coverage of the tournament. And everything can start right here, either at WRVC.com or the Facebook page, or just listen to us on your radio. Do it the old-fashioned way. That's my favorite way of doing it. I do it the old-fashioned way. I've got the old-school boombox in my house ready anytime I need to listen to the station. Game coming up tonight that I'm going to listen to. I'm going to be listening to the All-Star game. I'll watch it. going to turn that TV audio down when we listen to the All-Star game on the radio. We'll have that for you coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. For our producer, Gabriel Seller, appreciate him. Also want to thank Andy Fisher for stopping by. Andy's part of the Greater Huntington Walks Challenge. He's also the Senior Vice President Branch Director for RBC Wealth Management. Appreciate him for coming into the studio today to tell us about that program. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. You've been listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.